0: summed up branding is the who and marketing is the how so branding is a culture it's who you are what do you stand for how do you want to be known what do you want people to say about you and marketing is the process the different channels the strategies and all of that Hi there, I'm
1: Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of The Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission, dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagan, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, friends, I am so excited to introduce you to the founder and CEO of a full service marketing and business consulting firm, the mom of two and a New Yorker, Rose Salvi. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Very excited to be here. Yes. Uh, How are you today?
1: I am so great. I'm so glad that we finally are getting to do this episode. I know we talked about it months ago. And um, I said, wait till I batch record. And here we are. So I'm so excited that we are getting to finally chat. Um, I'm so excited as well. And before we got on, I was saying how you and I could just chat forever. And I was like, <laughs> wait, we better hit record before we start the episode. Yeah, so true. I, I like, think what we... you're saying is good. Wait,
0: wait. <laughs> yeah, I think we need mom's coffee chat. We can yes. definitely benefit from that because we can talk on and on.
1: Well, before we dive into our conversation, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do and uh, about being a mom and an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, so a little bit about me. I am from Dominican Republic originally. I moved to New York in two thousand and nine. Um, I wanted to pursue the American dream. Um, and I went for school to do international business, you know, work in corporate for the last decade, um, in global marketing and sales. So it was my passion and it it's still my passion. <laughs> and I decided to um leave corporate actually last year i launched my business my marketing consulting firm in may officially and i met uh michelle through through that i met you through kbb so that's when everything kicked off um so then i left my corporate job in october so under five months about i was able to um triple my corporate um, income and then um, leave my job. So I spent the last decade working in global marketing and sales. I'm so passionate about branding my whole entire life. I come from a consulting background because my dad, he's a business consultant. So what I did, I put all the knowledge that I had into one uh, full service marketing and business consulting firm. And as I mentioned, I'm so passionate about branding. So that's what I do. I help entrepreneurs scale their business through branding, marketing, and sales so that they can position their premium brand. I stand for premium service, not only premium. Um, when people hear premium, they think automatically high take it. Yes. But also the service that you provide from the first touch until the end with your client. So that's what I stand for. And yes, I have two children. I have a boy, three year old boy and one year old baby girl. And I'm also a wife living in New York. And yes, I actually built my business while I was working in corporate. Um, so that's a little bit about me.
1: Oh, I love it. And I love how you touched on that your dad did um, consulting as well, because I used to work in the insurance industry and my dad was in the insurance industry. So it's like one of those things like by osmosis, sometimes people are like, how do you know all this stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I just know it because I've heard it my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true.
0: It helps to be honest with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about before we Jumped on here. We were talking about how you transitioned away from the corporate world, but found yourself having your kids in full-time daycare and then realizing like, wait a minute, this isn't what I had left corporate for. Would you kind of talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes, yes, it just happened this week. So, um, I was working in corporate. Um, The reason why I started my business, uh, as I mentioned, two thousand seventeen, I was pregnant and I started getting like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen when I go back to corporate? Let me tell you that I know what is being a corporate mom, breastfeeding, pumping while you're driving. Um, I know all of that. I breastfed, you know, my son for thirteen months. Um, So I had that and. So I started thinking what was going to happen after that. And then, um, you know, I left corporate. And last year, as I mentioned before, um, then I started working on my consulting full time. However, now the kids were going to daycare full time. And, you know, I picked them up by 6 p.m right there on time but what happened I started noticing to be honest with you yes I want to grow my business yes I want to um meet goals and all of that but at the same time I was feeling burned out I was feeling like um uh, that mommy guilt not spending time with them uh not really you know taking them to the park and yesterday was kind of like the first day when we we were we went out um and we had such a good time so that's kind of like a little bit about that um about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that you talked about like the mom guilt and I I have learned from being in corporate world and like the boys being in daycare and then just being just a mom and not having a business and now having a business, like the guilt never goes away. Like, I think, I think it's like a double edged sword of like, you feel guilty because you're not like helping your business baby, but then you want to be with your babies and do all the things. And and I think it's just deciding which one do I really want to put my time and focus on today. And knowing that like, if I leave my kids with someone, they're not going to die. And if I leave my business with someone, it's not going or not with someone if I just let it sit there for a little bit, like, it's not going anywhere, like the people aren't going to unfollow you. If you don't post, for a week or more, or for you, I would love for you to kind of talk about your posting on social media because you kind of have backed off on some of your posting
0: and it has not hurt your business at all. Yeah. So I'll talk to you a little bit about that. So um, January came, I was positive for COVID and I was in the middle of the launch of my website. And at that moment, I had to make a decision. I not feel good. I have my business, I'm launching and all this. I pause. Uh, It was the best thing that happened to me pausing. So, you know, I believe in God and I know everything happens for a reason. So I feel like this was God's way to tell me, Hey, you need to pause, relax. So then, um, I took a break. I didn't post since January 1st. I only posted last Friday. Um, and I posted because I was part of a conference. So I was like, okay, let me explain what happened and all of that. So, Clubhouse came about that same time. So I tested positive for COVID. Clubhouse came. I joined Clubhouse. Didn't have to do makeup. Didn't have to do anything. Just, you know, quarantine in my room, not being able to spend time with my kids or anything. And I started, you know, listening in, doing rooms and all of that. I took it to heart because I enjoy it. So at that moment, I said, you know what? I need to do what moved the needle the most for me. And it's Clubhouse right now. It mm-hmm. is Clubhouse. So so in December 31st, it was like the last time I appear in stories. And then January 1st, I made that post that everything, you know, happens for a reason and all of that. And then boom, I hear that I am positive for COVID, took a break. However, ever since that, then my business still grow, like my business grow. And I gained around a thousand followers. I gained clients. I've had so many calls. So my business still growing, although I took the pause it is okay to pause. It is fine. You need to do you, you need to do what serves you. So that's kind of like my take on that.
1: Mm, That's so great. And I love how you mentioned that, like the God makes things happen for a reason. And the same thing, like for me, I was like, all like gung ho in clubhouse. And then I got sick, which caused me to get off. But it also made me realize like, I don't need to answer all these messages right now. They can sit there like the people don't need me to answer right away or, you know, it's not like the world or the social media is going to end because you're not there. Um, So I love that you kind of touched on that and gave people or a a listener's permission to be like, if it's not serving you right now, then don't do it or do what's serving you and what is working.
0: Yeah, I definitely say that, and a lot of people actually. Um, somebody asked me yesterday on Clubhouse, like, "Oh my gosh, I you're in brand, you're in branding and marketing and all of that. I would think that you are gonna be filled with a lot of posts." And I said, "Okay, let me explain why." And they were amazed at uh, my answer. I said, "You know, if it's LinkedIn, do LinkedIn. If it's Pinterest, do Pinterest. If it's Facebook, so to me, right, right now." what moves the needle the most is clubhouse. That's where I'm going to be. Now I am ready to take back on content. But before I just took a break and that's okay because I'm creating a business around me about around what aligns with me and not the other way around. So Mm -hmm. I I invite everybody to do the same.
1: Yeah, I love that, which it's perfect transition. We're going to talk about the difference between branding and marketing today because so often I think uh, new entrepreneurs think that it's all the same. Like, But and pieces of it are. But so I would love for you to just touch on what is branding
0: and what is marketing? Yeah. So branding, I'll say it summed up. Branding is the who and marketing is the how. Mm. So branding is a culture. It's who you are. What do you stand for? Um, How do you want to be known? What do you want people to say about you? And the marketing is the process of make the different channels, the strategies and all of that. Marketing can be very broad. There's an umbrella. Actually, I have a post about that. Um, The marketing umbrella can be very broad, but that is the main difference. Branding is, I'm going to give you an example. Um, Apple. We love Apple. Why do we love Apple? Because of their logo, because of their colors. It's black, um, white and gray, which I love because it projects that premium, but you don't, you're not amazed at the logo. You're amazed at the premium product that you're getting that you know that you can call their customer service or chat with them and they have an answer for you. So that is their culture. That is what they stand for. And then in another perspective, it's marketing. It's me saying I'm Rosalbi, um, an expert in marketing and branding. And it's okay to say that. And then branding is you, Michelle, saying it. Rosalvi is an expert in branding and marketing. So marketing is me saying that, and then branding will be you, your clients, um, the people. And it's very important that if we want to market ourselves as the expert in X uh, thing, people see it. And that comes from the messaging that comes from how you position your brand. Everybody knows that I say stand for premium. Everybody knows That's what I do. So that's the way that I project it. That's the message that I want people to understand and get. So that's the main difference um, if I put it into, um, uh, into perspective.
1: I love that and how you talked about even on your social media, which I think this is a great example because if people go look at our social medias right now, we both do similar things as to where we help with marketing and I do more of sales, but you focus on the premium while I focus on messy action. And I just want people to like move forward, take the action, create the thing, let's go. And I think I would love for people to go put our social medias next to each other because our branding in the marketing that shows very clearly. Like if someone shows up to looks at my page, my hair and makeup is hardly ever done. Well, I mean it is sometimes, but like they show up and just know like, I'm like, here I am in my full hot mess. But we're like doing it and getting it through. But like when you go to yours, it's so beautiful. And how you talked about, like it looks like a premium brand. And as to where I'm trying to say, I'm breaking the wall down. If you're doing this like with the baby on your hip and spit up everywhere and you're never going to brush your hair, like I'm here for it. And I think, and I, love that. And I mm-hmm. think that, um, I just would love for people to like be able to go and look and see examples of, we both offer the same services and, But they're very different. And that's like how you said that marketing umbrella is so broad. And that's where I think people are like, oh, so do you write copy? And I was like, no, you don't want the dyslexic writing you copy. But if you want me thinking of your out of the box (laughs) ideas and your strategies, I'm your girl.
0: Yeah, no. And to be honest with you, that is part of your marketing strategy, that is your branding, messy action. And, you know, I think that's so beautiful about you and that a lot of people need to see that because on my feed, and this comes from a preference on my feed, I do more professional, even though I have family, but I don't have much messy action. However, through my stories, Mm -hmm. you will see me without makeup, you will see the kids, you will see the mess, you will see um, my day to day. So don't get it twisted I do have a messy life I am a mom um, as well so yes it depends on how you want to project it but we need everything because that is why it's so important to define and stand for who you are because a mom might connect with you more than me and vice versa that is why we need different styles that is why we need different branding because branding it's not everything has to be Beautiful. That is your branding. You know, the messy action, that, hey, I'm your girl. I am the one to go to if you want to do this with your kid and, and the zoom calls. I don't care if they're crying, like I'm your girl for that, that it's fine. And even when working with me, I have a lot of clients that the kids are part of the Zoom calls, mm-hmm. and that's fine because I am a mom. I understand. So it is depending on how you want to position a brand and there's no right or wrong way. It's just like a personal reference Mm -hmm. as long as a message is clear and people can understand that is the most important thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: And great advice. And I, I love how you said, um, your feed is so beautiful. And I always, I love, like, it's like, I can just like, you go to your feed and you can see you. Like I know that's (laughs) how you are like, um, and what you talk about, like, I want people to go click on it and to see like what you were talking about and how it matches. But like you said in the stories is the place to go show the real life so that people are just like, Oh, she's still a normal, like human. Oh yeah. And I love that piece. Um, So we were talking about entrepreneurs that are kind of in the middle. Like we've gotten past the stages of like building and creating and people normally have a brand, but now they're starting to refine, what their brand is, and some marketing and messaging, what is your advice for that entrepreneur who is now kind of out of the startup stage, but they're in the middle and trying to figure out like, well, how do I get to where all these big people are? Is that you know, what is your strategy
0: and advice in that season? Yeah, I love this question, because I feel like a lot of us um, go through it. And then we're like, okay, what's next? So the number one thing is like, how do you feel? Like, inside. Like, do you feel like creating a new product suite? Do you feel like attracting different kind of clients? So it comes from your community. Like what type of clients do you have? Who is following you? And what I mean not following followers on Instagram, because you can have different channels, you know, who are, who are the ones connecting with you? What do they want? So are they in the beginning stages or are they in the middle stage? So it comes from, where is your client at the moment? And then, for you to provide that kind of service. But for us, you kind of like seek mentorship. I highly recommend that you define what is next for me. Do I want to rebrand? Do I want to create a new product? Do I want to expand my business and create a new thing? I see a lot of people going into e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in e-commerce my whole life. So what's next for you? I feel like it comes from within and you have to be the one – you know, discovering that. And of course you have people like you or like me that can help you with extracting that, like what's next for you. Mm -hmm. You probably need a strategy. If you are an entrepreneur and you are in the stage where you're like, okay, I have a course, I have a coaching program. What else? I'm sure you have a lot more value to offer and we can, you know, define your product suite and see where you are and where you want to be. What else can we put on the table? Where where, where else can we pull from in order to create an experience for your clients? So I feel that it comes from within again. Um, and then where is your client at the moment? Because there's no point on creating and nobody wants that. And I feel like that's the number one mistake that I see a lot of people doing like, yes, I have this new product and then crickets because the audience was not ready for them. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. And I think that that's a key thing of knowing that your audience is ready for it. Like this podcast, I wanted to create it before I actually started it, but my audience wasn't ready. I didn't have that audience built up to create it. So if I would have created the podcast earlier, I don't think it would have been as successful as it is. And I also loved how you touched on that sometimes you do need a coach or somebody that can take the high level view and find oh, yeah. the holes for you. Because that's one thing that I see is entrepreneurs are so close, you know, like it's like our babies, just like what our own kids, like you're so close to it that sometimes it's so hard to see, well, this could be the next piece. Or what I've been finding with a lot of people is sometimes they have built this thing because that was their low hanging fruit and what was easy for them, but it's not truly what lights them up. And so, yeah it's also figuring out is the next level for you, maybe a, a complete pivot or slowly pivoting towards what you were really, truly called to do. Yeah. And your audience is now ready for you to take them there. Um, because we get so stuck in the like, well, I just have to perfect this one product and this one thing. And if that's good and that's what you want to do, then keep doing that. But I always, find that if you're being like called to do more or you just have been, you know, you have that feeling like there's a reason and God doesn't just keep putting those feelings on your heart for for nothing. Like then it's time to move and like figure out what is the next strategy.
0: Yeah. And to be honest with you, I do this. Like I have clients at different levels, Um, clients that are coming from corporate, clients that are starting, moms, you know, different levels. Um, And I feel that it comes from within. I'm big on that. Like all my clients go through a personality test and that is to see where you are, what What are your strengths? What are your weakness? And how can we use that into your branding as well? Like I have like my own strategy, like my own invention, my own thing, because I know where I was before. Coming from corporate and seeing all of these things and hearing all this marketing noise and branding and all of that, you know, what worked for me? And I apply that as well. Like we go through that extraction that we are sure. It does not matter if you like 10 different things If you're an expert at 10 different things, how can we narrow it down and not narrow it down getting rid of them, but how can we incorporate it in your product suite in what you do and what you stand for, making sure that aligns with you? So I go through that process with them. And again, it's because it worked for me going through that personality and extracting um and all of that, and then moving more into the strategy. I'm gonna tell you that even from my perspective, I know strategy, like marketing, but it's a mindset, like where's your mindset? Mm -hmm. Everything I say that it's probably 90%, a hundred percent, 95% mindset when you're starting a business and, you know, slowly, you know, maybe 80, 20, 80 mindset, 20, but your mindset has to be all the way on the top Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: it's not easy. And, you know, we have the, famous word, imposter syndrome at every level of our business. And that's like insecurity to put it, you know, in simple words, we have that in every, uh, every single level. And I feel that if you know what you like, if you know your passion, if you know what are your values, what you stand for, you can pivot. It's okay. It's okay to change as long as people are, you know, with you with that change, meaning that your clients want that, making sure because you're not going to launch to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my perspective on that
1: yeah that's such great advice about the about mindset because it totally is and even when it comes to sales when i talk to people i'm like well why are you afraid to sell or why are you giving up just because they you know like you have to keep following through like there's a whole process and you have to follow it but it all starts with the mindset of knowing that you're going to be successful in doing that um so and i totally agree like once you change your mindset it changes a lot of things We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are going to be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when we are going to be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community, and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling retreat. So I would love to transition a little bit because you and I have been on Clubhouse a ton and you have been really successful over on Clubhouse. So I would love for you to give a few points of how have you been using Clubhouse to uplevel
0: your branding and your marketing? Yes. Yeah, so this is like my favorite topic right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yes. Yeah, so clubhouse, you have to have it clear from the beginning. Like you come to clubhouse, you see all of these rooms. Um, you don't know what to do. What am I here for networking? What's going on? So I'll give it to you from the beginning. You go into clubhouse, make sure like you update your profile. Um, the first three lines are the most important one, because those are the ones that people could see when you are in the room. And then from there, they're going to be invited to see your whole profile, your picture. Um, if we're talking about branding, you know, has to match your personality, your tone of voice and all of that. And then that's kind of like technical and from the beginning for anybody that's thinking about it or that's in there and don't know what to do. And then I say that listening, I mean, listen to what people are saying, listen in the rooms. And then from there, think, what am I here for? Am I here to connect? Am I here to network? Am I here to, you know, continue to learn for my business, for my personal development? Am I here to connect with moms? What am I here for? And then from there, um, I love the word buckets. I have like my content buckets. Like, what am now you want to talk? Okay, um, let's. What do you want to talk about? What what topics? And then the content buckets that I do is the three pillars of your brand. If you are thinking about growing your brand. In my case, I'm a marketing and business consultant, and I have also a creative agency. So I talk about marketing, branding, and sales, and then subcategories under that. And then I am a mom. I love productivity. I love wellness. So I create rooms around those topics, around those pillars. So that's kind of like content and a little bit of that. And then moderating. Moderating is not just bringing people up and down up a stage. You have to know, I moderated more than 500 rooms wow. like and together with other people and since january 3rd that i do in clubhouse and it's not only the technical you have to know when to you know pause when to um you know mute people because they're not muting them just like I'm gonna like I'm done with you yeah no because there are trolls people will come and disrupt your room there's so many things to consider even when it's sensitive like sometimes you're talking about something and then how can you control all of that and spending this past almost two months in clubhouse led me to creating uh, a school of moderation in Spanish with a couple of friends And it's basically teaching people. There is a speaker, a psychologist, a podcaster in there, me in marketing and branding. So we took our expertise and created a boot camp for a month that is uh, launching in two weeks. And we're going to give people how to elevate your brand from Clubhouse because I've been doing it. They've been doing it. We all have gotten clients. You know, if you have a strategy, you can definitely and, you know, if you like Mm -hmm. it as well don't think that Clubhouse is for everybody. But if you think that you like, you know, especially for podcasting, A lot of people now want to do podcasts because of Clubhouse, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like practicing for a podcast, interviewing and all that. So there's so many cool things that you can do. And especially if you want to grow your brand, because we're talking about branding and marketing, there's definitely a way to do it. You can have a strategy, you can have a funnel. There's so many creative ideas that you can do from Clubhouse. But I would tell you that you have to be intentional. I turned off my notifications. I only go to clubhouse when I have a room, when I'm going to be part of a room and I put them in my Google calendar to make sure that I'm there and to make sure that I block the time. Then I do not go into clubhouse. You know, if I'm going to listen, kind of like, kind of like a podcast, um, I'll put my headphones on and I just go in there and see, what do I like? Okay. I'm going to listen to this now, but be very intentional, have a plan, you know spend some time enjoy the app don't Mm -hmm. think only okay i'm gonna come here and do business because people can tell be natural be authentic and be you that's and and stand for you know if you have values that you stand for if you're in a room and you don't like what they're talking about just leave even if they made you a moderator and that's kind of like why we did the school of moderation um because there's so many things that i've seen that i experienced and i know when the boom you know comes where android and everybody else Mm -hmm. we're still in beta coming to clubhouse i want to be able to support them and teach them everything that i learned so yeah i i i love i you know it's not about followers but um my account grew to six thousand already since january 3rd and I've only talk. <laughs> I <I'm not> love <laughs> talking. I love that, and it's me adding value. I started doing, you know, I'm part of like different rooms where we help both in Spanish and English navigate app and all of that. So, you know, helping others, serving others, will take you, um, you know, to success.
1: Yes, and I love the keyword that I think people need to make sure that they heard is strategy, because that is a huge thing that I've been talking about when people have been asking me about Clubhouse and how has it worked for me and what have I done? And I was like, there is a strategy behind it. Oh, yes. 100% you just have to figure out what strategy works for you and how are you going to do it? And I've even my biggest thing with Clubhouse is figuring out the strategy to take the people that I'm talking to in the room off of the app. And oh, like, I- how do I connect with them off of the app? And that's why I'm sure as listeners now continue to listen, they keep hearing people saying, oh, yeah, we met on Clubhouse. We met on Clubhouse because I have figured out how to take re- the relationships off of the app. And, um, and it is. And it's an amazing place. And the strategy is so important. And, and just like you were saying, there's a strategy behind the bio. There's a strategy behind being a moderator. There's a strategy behind being a listener. And there's a strategy be, behind being on a panel, um, I have found, and and strategy behind controlling your room. Just like you had talked about, well, I was in a room with some friends and we were moderating, and I texted them am like, "We've lost control. We have lost <laughs> control of the room. How can we bring it back?" And, you know. And so now I've been like, "Okay, someone is like the head moderator all the time. Someone has to be controlling, like what's happening and how we can wrap." You know keep conversations moving and flowing. Um, And it's just, there's a strategy behind all of it, just like with every other app. Like it's a really cool social app that brings people in and deeper connections. But just like we have an Instagram strategy and a Facebook strategy and a LinkedIn strategy, you have to have a strategy behind Clubhouse. Just like you said, um, like you go on there just to talk because before you know it, all of a sudden you're like, I can remember one day I was playing with Thatcher and we were like making a tent and I had it on and I was in a podcast room and I kept being like, okay, in three more people, it's mommy's turn to talk. Okay. And two more people. And all of a sudden I was like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like addicted, like, but he'll know, like, he sees the app open <laughs> because sometimes I <they> just do <laughs> it. Like you said with the podcast and he'll go up to the phone and he'll be like, oh, is it your turn to talk mom? And I'm like, no, I'm just listening. But it's also creating those healthy boundaries because It is like that connection of so many of us just want to connect right now. I realized that I had to be like, "Well, we have to like
0: set some boundaries around this. And to be honest, to touch on what you said about taking people off the app, I'll tell you that I did, I think like the first challenge I have not seen in Spanish or English, a challenge inside of clubhouse, Mm. you know, I did. In Spanish, I know for sure it was the first one um, because I'm admin for like three clubs in Spanish, like the first ones. Um, So I know this is the first time and 500 people signed up for the challenge. And I took them um, to Telegram, which is a platform Telegram. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you know about it in Latin America it's very popular. So it's kind of like a WhatsApp, Facebook, I love it, to be honest with you. So 500 people came and I have them on my phone, kind of like a WhatsApp where I can text them. You mm-hmm. know, I can connect with them, like I already have them over there. And I took them there. And then we did the challenge inside of Telegram. And you know, we sent audios with some videos. So think about like a Facebook and a WhatsApp together. It's really cool. And we did the challenge. And then we did a zoom call after we met like 500 people from Clubhouse came to another you know place to continue the conversation to take action and then 50 of them because you know they're all over the world were able to join um a zoom that we had we celebrated we talked with met through zoom and then they're signing up for this program that we have um right now it's kind of like a entry level um, low ticket um, for for that and it's because we all have our own business and we want to continue to help others so we want to impact more people but I get contacted all the time now like how did you do it well I see that you're in clubhouse I took it to another level and if you look Rosalvi Marte if you look at Salvi Marte, you're going to see all the Clubhouse stickers that are on Instagram. Obviously, if you look for Clubhouse, you're going to see different ones. But you can even see the ones that we created um, in my team because I'm so in love with the app. Um, so that's kind of like my take on that and the boundaries as well. So, yeah, it's possible. I'm telling you, if I did it, you can do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, this has been such a great conversation and set such a wide range of stuff of, for listeners to get to digest and go and learn on. I have loved um, getting to chat with you. I would love the last question I always ask everyone is if you could go back to any time in your life and give yourself a piece of advice, what
0: would it be? Ah, <sighs> Wow. <laughs> um, do it scare. Yeah. Yeah. I think that will be the one thing that I would tell myself, um, because many times I doubt it, you know, could I do this? Could I do this? And, you know, when I, after a lot of thought on every single thing, even me being here today with you, um, because I was able to leave my job, which I love, I love what I did. I love my coworkers and everything, but it took me a while to make the decision, so do it scare. Um, that's what I would tell my myself. So great. If people want to connect with you after this episode, where can they find you? So they can find me on Instagram. My name is Rosalvi Marte. It's R-O-S-S-A-L, V Victor, I, and then M-A-R-T-E. I know it's a very hard name. Um, and then they can go to my website, rosalbimarte.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I can't wait to chat with you of the podcast as well. Yes. Thanks for listening to
1: another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling Podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling Podcast Community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.